Yo, I'm Shay Serrano. And I'm Brandon Jinx Jenkins. We have a new show called No Skips with Jinx and Shay. In it, we discuss the most unskippable albums in hip-hop history. New episodes drop on Thursdays, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Yo. If you had a beautiful gold championship belt around your waist, would you rather be the TNT champion or the TBS champion? Oh man, uh, I want I want the inside the NBA to recognize my championship <laughs> goals, and I'm not much of a baseball guy, so I, I would like to be the TNT champion. It seems like it would be the the better look of the two. It looks like it's, <laughs> there's going to be a TNT champion around for a long time. We'll discuss why that even matters later on. But now let's start the show. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mister Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season One Champion Mike Lawrence. The King of Sad Stop. The Silver Lake Heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, aka the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. We got a lot to talk about. I almost, I almost pushed the red emergency button, the red emergency podcast button, to make this a quick response episode of the show where we had to just touch on a, t- a different subject every two minutes right. because there was so much to talk about. So much. The, the speed round, but this is not going to be a speed round. We're going to try to take this in a normal way. I'm just going to talk quickly uh, and, and irritate everybody. We got uh, <laughs> WrestleMania we Backlash. Do. WrestleMania Backlash, we're going to talk about up top. We also got a bunch of AEW news, including their expansion into Friday nights and onto different networks. Uh, we got some um, NXT releases that came down, including the infamous Drake Wirtz. We're going to talk about that. We're like uh, Drake Worst, am I right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Golly, just kidding. We even got some New Japan news. Um, that we that we have to touch on. We'll get to all that stuff. Uh, oh, and Triple Mania. We're going to talk about the entire world of professional wrestling it's today. A lot. But, it's a lot. But first, WrestleMania backlash backlashed its way onto our TV sets on Sunday night. Uh, it was a pretty good show, man. Like it was of all the shows that had basically no surprises and no where the stakes were pretty low, where all of our predictions more or less came true. 
it was about as close as I've gotten. I, I think I could get to saying, let's do a podcast. And then we didn't actually, they're not actually doing a podcast. I mean, like I was, I was very into, I, I was, I was excited on Sunday night to discuss. I wish I was back in the pre quarantine days of like being able to talk all night at some, you know, event <laughs> or bar to, to yeah. all my wrestling buddies about it. It was a good time. Yeah. You know what it was? I feel like it was a show of really good wrestling, but with nothing, a whole lot of consequence happening, right? So it felt like, you know, I, I don't know when, you, we, when we're producing the show, especially like the sort of like replies or the, the, the after shows for these big pay-per-views, we're always like, if some crazy shit happens, we're going to record, right? But we usually we usually decide that fairly early. We usually decide like between the first and second match, like, yeah, we're probably not going to do an after show. But we held out to like the main event because as good shit kept happening, as good matches kept happening, it was like, I, I don't know, to me or to you, I was like, damn, what if Cesaro does win? Like, what if, what if Bobby doesn't retain? What if they put the, the title back on Drew? I could see that happening. Like there was a bunch of, there was, it, it, that's the good thing about like good wrestling shows, right? Like if nothing happens on Raw, nothing happens on SmackDown, you kind of feel cheated. But if, Nothing happens on a pay-per-view. You're at least going to get some great wrestling behind it, right? So um, that's kind of what Backlash felt like. It felt like a lot of great wrestling with nothing too much of consequence. Just kind of like cementing these are our post-WrestleMania people that we were running with. They're all extremely good. Let's move on. Now, this is the this is obviously the stuff that always intrigues me the most is like the sort of what you can figure out about the future. What you can figure out about what WWE's plans are from watching just the the stuff that come that happens on screen, even if it's not breathtaking in the moment. Speak, but 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 let's just stick on breathtaking in the moment. That main event match. If this had been, if there had been only one match on this show, and it had been, and the show was not WrestleMania Backlash, it was called a celebration of Roman Reigns, our favorite wrestler. <laughs> and Vince McMahon had come on the screen ahead and said, "No, this is not a shoot. I mean, this is not a work. This is a shoot. Roman Reigns is going to win the main event." <laughs> and if he doesn't, then I will give up control of my company and I'm signing a document to that effect. And then and and then this match with Cesaro and Roman Reigns came on. By about the 20 minute mark, I still would have been convinced. There still would have been a part of me thinking that Cesaro was going to pull it out. It's just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's how good, That's the, match how good was. the match was. <laughs> yes. Like, I remember tweeting to myself, like, as... You know, you, you mentioned the whole like tribute to Roman Reigns sort of show, right? This felt like the first show where, I mean, granted, he's done WrestleMania and all that type of stuff, but this new version of Roman Reigns seems so much more cemented after this show. Like, it really just all came together for him with the new fucking music, with Pat McAfee talking as he's walking to the ring, with the the, the 8K cams that they do for Fox now, with, you know, the way he's talking, the way he's working. Like, he was giving me big Matt Technician vibes, you know what I mean, for this made of, <laughs> you know? Like, I thought at first you see Cesaro and Roman Reigns, you think it's just going to be, you know... Big move, big move, big move, big move. But, you know, the sweet, sweet touch to the 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 complete the completion of this new Roman Reigns Roman Reigns character is him getting his mat technician on and still shit talking Daniel Bryan from home. Like, yo, I got mm -hmm. your boy. Watch me as I do this perfect 
uh, hammerlock, <laughs> this textbook, you know, heel hook. And he's like these flipping guillotines. And I'm just like, yo, now on top of Roman Reigns looking the part and, you know, the music kind of complimenting the part, the wrestling has caught up to everything you know and not just like the exciting heavyweight like brawls you get with like Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar I mean like this dude could really go now I don't see how you look at him and not think he's the best wrestler alive did you see the clip of him after the match when they were going backstage him and the entire crew and was it Sarah Schreiber one of the backstage interviewers was like Roman I'd like to get a word with you and without stopping his stride or looking at her he just says I bet you would and just can't go. <laughs> it's like there's nobody there's nobody operating at the level that he's operating at right now yeah. it's really unbelievable and I think nothing we, we've been talking about Roman reigns forever before he way before he turned here way before you went out with this with this you know with his illness and everything. I mean, there we would have conversations that were like, he's carrying matches. He's a better yeah. better wrestler than you think. He's, his track record is so good against people who are not necessarily technicians in their own right. Like, it's so amazing. But now he can have amazing matches with everybody, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's really, really impressive. Of course, you can't take anything away from Cesaro. He came as better than advertised Cesaro. And he's pretty, and he's advertised pretty well. <laughs> I know. I mean, he, yeah. he came, he came through. You know, I mean, I, I don't think I had any worry about. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have any anxiety about the match. But if you were going to tell me, if you, if you told me that you came in the future and this match was less than, than it was anticipated to be, I might have said, you know what, you know, we, we just don't, we have. I mean, the storyline is true. We haven't seen Cesaro in championship matches. We don't actually in WWE. We don't know what he's gonna look like you know i mean it's a different spotlight and but he but he came through man with flying colors i will say that what i was i was saying it last week that that i wish they tweaked his character a little bit made him more of a little of a little grizzled vet who finally made it there they did some of that on the mic but i think i would just if if it were me i mean it's a totally minor quibble i would just go all in i would have him you know grow his grow his little you know, bald hair and beard out an extra inch. Well, I would have be Tommaso Ciampa. Well, yeah, or, or, and uh, Ciampa and Thatcher mixed up, but just, but like the, like just give him a regular old, like you know, like kind of Letterman's jacket, something really basic. He doesn't need like the G Star thing, whatever's happening with the sleeves there. You know, he yeah. doesn't like he doesn't need like it's it's a little bit too, it's a little bit too sleek. Just let him be, just like the like the best there is, who's who cares about winning right now. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. that's it. That's a stage of his life where he's at. But anyway. In that ring, it was just, that match was so beautifully told. It was just so well done. And I and I can't, I mean, I, there's just no way to say it. I mean, I, I feel like I say this a lot, but I mean it now more than ever. Don't even listen to us talk. Just go back and watch the match again. It's just the best the thing. Show. It's, it's going be, it's, it's to be the best thing that happened to you today. Even if you've already seen it five times, it'll be the best thing that happened to you today. I mean, it was 30 minutes long you know ever since they started doing the seven to ten that you know they changed sort of the call time for these shows yeah it messes with my expectations about the the main events uh because i'm i, I start looking at the clock and i'm like i wonder if this one's gonna go to 11 15 oh wait do i mean 10 15 or do they still do that like i'm all you know i'm, I'm all in my head about it this one they i felt like this match started at like 9 20 i mean 9 15 like it started yeah, i think so, it started around 9 15 yeah it started so early that i was just like i don't even know what zip code i'm in you know and like i don't and i and i and i'm like does this mean we're gonna have a post-match thing like i don't it was so good and, it, and that's actually a positive thing to be able to be surprised like that but that i was not expecting this match to be half an hour long nah, and nah, nah, nah. without any shenanigans you know and yeah. it was and it was just it was good cesaro looked great 
Roman Reigns looked even better. There was better. no hijinks, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no Usos. Well, when they left just... the Uso, when the, when the Usos stayed backstage, I think I, along with everybody else, was like, oh, that means they're going to run in. Oh, that's me. This is this is going to be the big storyline. Oh, now who's going to run in to help Cesaro? Now, like, like, you start doing all the... Ma- Dude, I was doing... By the end of this match, I was doing this crazy 3D chess where I was like... Remember, before the, before the match, I think I texted you. I was yeah. like... I said, Bailey should have won. And Bailey should have won... And we'll, we can talk more about that, but that match was that match was insanely good too. Both women's matches, I'd love to talk about. Those are really yeah. good matches. Also. But I yeah. said Bailey Bailey should have won just so by the main event, I wouldn't be sitting here thinking not, this is a night where nothing happens. You know, I like I, I would <laughs> because you know. But then, but then by the by halfway through this match, I was just like, wait, did Bailey not win because Cesaro's going to win? And then even though after the match, I was like, now I'm thinking. Wait, did they have Bailey? Did they have Bianca retain? Did they do nothing? No, no title nothing changes. Happened. No, they didn't, nothing they happened. No, they did no title <laughs> changes. Yeah, no, no. But they had. But now I'm wondering: is it was it no title changes so that we would think there might be a title change during the main event? Like, was that the logic? Is that was there any way that's the logic? It doesn't matter. No, I'm saying I mean, we, we got we got the Mystery Bros. Mysterio. You're right. You're right. We got that but, cute. That was cute. But um, <laughs> but it was. I mean, the way that the way that they just toyed my expectations all night i'm just i'm in awe and i'm grateful but let's go let's run through the card really quick before we move on um okay seamus over ricochet we can we can you know push the pause button on that ray uh rhea ripley uh retained against oscar that Charlotte was a great flair. match it was a fantastic match charlotte probably, flair Oof. yeah and the probably truth the, <laughs> yeah it's it's good to see it's good to see ripley look like she has really good chemistry with both of her both the other people in that ring you know i mean it's 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 she she's really ironing it out in a very short order like she, she's she's gonna be the thing wwe wants her to be in like 15 minutes if she's oh, not yeah. there already and it's it's, yep. it's really cool to watch that happen um but yeah that was it it was that was a really cool match so what's next what's next i mean is it is it is it just are we gonna do charlotte ripley for the i, I mean that's what i want to see i mean like you know i think it's time to run that back uh charlotte and rhea ripley um i think oscar had a great showing and i think oscar and charlotte had a great match on raw uh this past week uh, but I think all signs are pointing to Aria and Charlotte kind of like rekindling that that fire that they had before last WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I think that they might take it to each other up until SummerSlam. You know, uh, we'll see. I think Charlotte's Charlotte's got that thing going on with Sonya Deville that we don't really know about. She's kind of down with the, you know, the, 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 the backstage politics. So I think she's going to weasel her way into, you know, getting that title back sooner rather than later. Well, I think I mean I love that Sonya Deville is sort of a part of this, and I and I, it'd be interesting to see what if if she gets back in the ring through one of these storylines. I mean, obviously they they're keeping they gave Charlotte the opportunity to sort of win her, her her way to a title match, and then Rhea Ripley deprived her of that, which is obviously a means of continuing their feud. But it also technically keeps Oscar in the mix, you know, or keeps you know keeps Charlotte and and Ripley apart just a little bit longer. So you know, there's a lot of things that could happen in, in the near in the near future. I think you're right that SummerSlam. We should just do a formal SummerSlam preview episode in a week or two. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think that Ripley Flair SummerSlam is a safe bet. Next up, as you 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 mentioned it, the Mysterios, uh, the, the Flying Mysterio brothers, defeated the Dirty Dogs and uh, and and won the tag team championship. The first father son tag team, which is okay. One that should not be shocking, considering the fact that like wrestlers now retire at the age of sixty five and they're so jacked <laughs> and they they're so jacked when they do it. Like it's. We're in a different world than we have been in any previous right. era. It is kind of shocking that we haven't gotten, I mean, not shocking. It is like mildly surprising that we haven't gotten like a, 
that we didn't get like a, a Brett and, and old man Stu Hart tag team along the way, you know, just for like one episode or like a Stu's because Stu's a shooter, man. He had them fucked yeah, up. Yeah, true. Or like a, like a like a like a Rocky Rocky Johnson comes back to tag with his son for five seconds. To, you know, yeah. just something. It's 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 weird that we didn't get. To, we have so many legacies Cowboy in WWE. Bob. Cowboy yeah. Bob. Well, didn't remember when Cowboy Bob didn't he get banned like banished when he bled? Do you remember that storyline from way back? What he I don't remember. He, no. way back on SmackDown when when Randy Orton was just like a baby heel there was a there was a gimmick I mean, there was a few even they were feuding with the Undertaker and the Undertaker somehow like cut open Cowboy Bob the hard way or some whatever happened it turned out Cowboy Bob had something I don't want to tarnish his legacy like he had the hep or he had just some sort of blood what? condition oh man and no Undertaker idea. flipped out that he didn't disclose that you know, or whatever, just like tell him to cut in the as soon as he started bleeding, oh, and that sort of, and that, and that, and he hasn't been, and he, he got banished for a while or something. Anyway, that that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, so Ray and Dominic, <laughs> neither yeah. of whom, neither of whom have a blood condition. I don't think record. either of them have the heps. <laughs> I think this will be okay. But they're the champs. So we talked about this last week, and I I think we both started off as Dirty Dogs retain, and then I I changed my my bet to the Mysterios because you took you inadvertently talked me into it. This is yes, the storyline. This is the storyline that they care about. The WWE cares about telling and. There, and and I think it's a SummerSlam storyline. You know, I think yeah. this is. I think that that we're gonna have either these two against each other or they're falling out will occur at SummerSlam. I can't wait for it. And I think, and I said this last week, and I think people are starting to see it. I think Dominic Mysterio is gonna find himself being one of the top heels in the company because Rey Mysterio is one of the more beloved people of all time in wrestling. One of the greatest baby faces in wrestling. So the obvious thing here. Turn on Papa. Screw legacy. Screw tradition. Either one of two things. The one thing you, I think you taught me into last week was taking his mask, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, retiring him and taking his mask and, and you know, doing the, the, you know, taking over his legacy, whatever. What someone talked me into on Twitter, which I like even more, is Ray being, oh, Dominic, I'm sorry, becoming the... The leader of Legado del Fantasma, and they come up, and they like mm. put Rey Mysterio down for good as like the you know the luchador, you know the legacy lucha like evolution for for luchadors, right? Like that's I think that's something that really intrigued me the past couple of days, especially as a as a fourth guy, and you know um, who who I love right now. I mean, you know the leader of that group. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Well, Phantasma, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the, gosh, I'm not blaming. I was about to call him whatever. But, you know, him not having a Cruiserweight title and him not necessarily looking like a typical Cruiserweight. I'm like, I, I'd much rather see this guy look, you know, lock it up with like the the, the real heavyweights of the world, like the Seth Rollinses of the world. You well, know it does. What I mean? Santos, like, es Santos Escobar. Santos is the name Escobar. You're but, Ooh, but the shit. name, but the, the, um, you're right. I mean, they obviously kind of just yoinked him out of the cruiserweight scene in NXT, and we'll see if that if that takes him further deeper in NXT or what. I kind of like that idea, although in my fantasy booking mind, I see Dominic, and again, we're just talking about second generation wrestlers. I see Dominic more as like the Rock of this nation of domination, right? Let, let the legato, okay. let 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 Santos Escobar. Be oh, a yeah, let's get, let's you know, get our let, Booker hats on. I like this. <laughs> let the legato stay intact. I mean, like keep what it's got going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they but they form an alliance. They, 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 they see the obvious the obvious uh you know benefits of having the Mysterio legacy in their group. Yeah. And then they kind of go back and forth. Him and Santos. Like, Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I but like that's, that. That, that, would, that would that would be fantastic. And Escobar is good. Escobar is uh you know despite some of the tough time that some of these established Mexican stars have had on the raw roster. That would be that could be just. Or the the main roster. That's a great man, way to he, retcon all that. He is, feels you know, main roster. I mean, if main roster ready means anything, man, he feels like it, man. That yeah. whole that whole crew is great. Just that they just have such a man. You know when you see some some certain acts on NXT, and you're just like, that's gonna kill so much better with like a bigger budget and with a crowd and like mm-hmm. them and Hit Row are like two things where I'm just like, when that shit gets to the main roster, that is out of here, out of here, and. You add a newly healed Dominic Mysterio to the fray of that as as a the young the young rock over mm-hmm. there. Oh man, that's that's such good shit, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be really fun. But anyway, going. I mean, so so they win. It was a really good match. I mean, it, and it was it was a lot of fun to. Um, I mean, the, the way the whole thing played out again, it was almost so straightforward that I got that I talked myself into like you know, out of them winning before the match is over when Ray came out without a partner and they're like, he's going to do it alone. And I was like, well, it's, it's going to be something, but it won't just be Dominic coming in solo and saving the match. Cause we've seen that a hundred times. That, that is what happened. And it was, but it, and it was a great moment when they won and it'll be fun to see, you know, where they go from here. I know the dirty dogs aren't going anywhere, but I hope they just actually are. I mean, I, I hope, I hope I'm right about that because they yeah. have, where are they going to go? There's no, there's no SmackDown tag teams. <laughs> it's just yeah, that. no, no, it's true. I just, they've hit, but they've hit such a stride, you know I mean? They like, every time I see them, I've like, now they found the peak and they just get like an inch higher every time. They just feel like such, mm-hmm. they're such a good old school tag team. And I love watching them wrestle and, Every good tag team, like you've talked me into it too. Like they were just kind of very generic to me for a while. And I didn't realize like what they were kind of going for until I really sat back down. I'm like, no, yeah, every good tag team needs like, needs like a dude that could pull off a good spine buster mm-hmm. <laughs> and a good dude and a dude with blonde hair that could jump around and like, oh, okay, I see it. They're kind of like this old school sort of like WCW Saturday night sort of tag team. Like, but I fuck with it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and I've always been a big Bobby Roode fan. I always thought he kind of got like the short end of the stick when he came up from NXT. So I was glad to see them as champs for a minute. Um, but you know, I, I, I was jokingly saying there's no tag teams on SmackDown right now, but you know, now it's intriguing. You got the Mysterios, you got the Usos probably coming back together or something. You got the Dirty Dogs still in the in the mix. The Street Profits are always hanging around. Uh, man, it's it's interesting. Yeah, that was Otis, a great match. Otis and Gable are down there, right? So Otis they got, and I mean, Gable, yeah, Gable Academy, whatever they're called. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting right now. But. You know what they should call him? They should just go back to the shorty G thing and just call. Since it's o, they should just call him the OGs. Like who? Like who's gonna? <laughs> That's hilarious. I would put the like the the Joker picture right there if that was if this is Twitter. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If there was one thing that we could have had a podcast about, I almost pulled the trigger on it. I was like, I'm going to call Taz and make him do a totally worked 10-minute podcast about the Miz and Morrison dying in, oh, the, in the zombie match and then just let that be the entire show and then leave. Like, we're really sad. I don't know what to say. And then log off. We didn't do it. I'm probably glad that I didn't. But yeah. we, had a, we had a zombie lumberjack match that... I think was probably the most talked about thing on Twitter that night. I mean, I can't, I feel like everybody had a real strong opinion about zombies. Very, very strong opinions. Very strong opinions. Is the outrage that it was just a silly idea? If you have to pick one, or is the outrage that having Miz and Morrison actually believe that there were zombies attacking them destroyed, set wrestling back 30 years? You know, you called me about having a, a bit and I had I was about to call you about a bit. <laughs> Go on. And my bit was gonna be called This Week in The Miz is such a team player. <laughs> or the Miz <laughs> will literally do anything you ask him to do. <laughs> like nobody's had a stranger 2021 than the Miz. Like as far as going from Money in the Bank winner, world champion, Miz and Mrs. Reloaded, Bad Bunny eaten by zombies, shoot injured. Like that is a that is enough for a lifetime. Just that just this first 5 months alone. Um <laughs> I could I, I don't want to be the, the, one of those guys that like tries to shit on wrestling fans. Um I told I kind of understand their outrage. I get what they're saying, right? Like they really like Damian Priest. They have grown to really respect The Miz. They have, you know, uh, obviously John Morrison has always been a favorite, especially uh, as he's kind of like grown favor away from WWE with like Lucha Underground and like the Indies and all that stuff. I get why wrestling fans are upset. They see those talents and they're like, man, this guy, these guys should just be having bang out matches incredible, you know, showing for Damian Priest or, you know, a guy that just was your world champion a couple of months ago shouldn't be in these sort of matches where he's like kind of hamming it up. But in my case, I'm trying to let them know, like, listen, this is, this is entertainment, man. Like, and, and, not saying that everything is entertaining and not saying everything is, you know, going to pass the smell test to pro wrestling fans. Like the zombie shit, I can totally understand why people are upset. But when you're running an entertainment company and a movie studio comes up to be like, hey, Vince, here's X millions of dollars for this sort of tie-in that we're doing that's going to pay for, I don't know, Whatever it is to keep the the ship rolling, right? You just kind of grit your teeth and you do what you got to do. And you get that sponsored content off. 
And a lot of times people don't like, I don't like sponsored content. I don't like, I don't like cheesy integrations. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes it works with like the Nickelodeon with the Super Bowl and like, you know, Marvel just had their, their, their thing with the, the Pelicans versus the Warriors. Like it gets a little bit out of hand now because, you know, a lot of times these companies can't turn down that type of money. And when you can't turn down that type of money creatively, it kind of suffers. So, like, I get, I totally understand why wrestling fans, you know, are pissed at that type of match. I understand it though. Uh, you got to cut the check. I get it. My my antenna, my my wrestling fan sensors are off. I got to get back into live crowds and and you know commune with my fellow nerds. But uh, <laughs> I was sort of shocked by the reaction. This felt like the kind of silly stuff that I thought would just go over like gold. I just thought, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's dumb, but it's also like, like week 70 of the Damian priest versus Miz and Morrison feud. And it's, <laughs> and it's always been hammy, you know, the most, like the most hardcore, the most like serious thing that happened in this entire feud was like bad bunny learning to wrestle, you know I mean? And it's not, it's, it's, I don't think this hurts anybody. I think it's when it's this silly, it just, it's like, you just forget about it immediately. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just don't, I don't think, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought that, I thought that the, I wouldn't have booked the zombies myself because it probably wouldn't have, you know, even occurred to me. But I was more engaged in that match than I probably would have been a regular lumberjack match between those two guys. Yeah. I mean, maybe because I'm just not a big fan of lumberjack matches anyway. But now all lumberjack matches should have some sort of death or zombies or some sort of peril outside of the ring, right? Like, are you really going to? You know, we we saw a lumberjack match the very next night, and like Nikki Cross is in there. That didn't seem dangerous at all. But the night before, I saw somebody just get eaten True. by True. zombies outside the ring. So now all lumberjack matches should include zombies from now on. I think that should just be standard going forward. And if and listen, if for no other reason, think about this: WrestleMania main event in like five years, ten years, we're going to be able to see in the preview packages. We're going to go back to clips of of zombies from this year's WrestleMania backlash and be like, that zombie is your new number one contender. And is part of the hype story. Like, see how far he's come. But anyway, um, I think that one of the zombies chewed the Miz's ACL. Oh, that's that. We got to talk about that. So the Miz, the Miz <laughs> kayfabe died at the end of the match to be, it yes. was eaten by zombies. And then, but then he apparently shoot broke or tore his ACL, which is terrible. This guy's had one of the all time runs in the past couple of years. Uh, Especially since Morrison came back, yeah, he he was a champion that we were talking about as a being as potential long term champion not that long ago, a month ago or two months ago, whatever. And then, um, and then then now he's out for presumably a year or something like that. The Miz, by the way, has never been hurt, never, never missed time with injury. The only time he's ever been out was like to like find himself. Like I don't, I can't remember like the Miz having like real serious injury issues. He made some movies. Right I'm sure he took off some just personal time here and there, but he never had a serious injury like that. Yeah. So it just, it sucks. He'll be back. But the beauty of the Miz though is that he doesn't necessarily need to wrestle to still kind of be part of TV. He's got the gift of gab. He can be in that wheelchair still getting a shit ton of heat. So, I mean, if he so chooses, he's a family man. He's got a wife and kids. I'm sure he'd much rather go home and chill with them. But if he so chooses to still be involved, like he doesn't necessarily need to be arrested to, to, you know, take bumps to still be an important part of the show. Yeah, he's amazing. And, 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 I, and I totally agree. He won't be gone, at least not for that long. Um, let's see what else happened. We got, we have, uh, oh, we, uh, we just talked about it. 
Bianca Belair retained her title going going one-on-one against Bailey. You know, I said last week they're kind of doing the Drew McIntyre thing with her where they're going to have her run through all the big, you know, all the big names on the brand just to sort of build up her legacy through, you know, her her Wikipedia biography, you know, more rather than like the actual storytelling process because it does suit the character a little bit. But man, I I really think Bailey could have won and this could have been a fun story for like having her win it back at SummerSlam or whatever else. Who knows what the plan is for Sasha Banks and, and you know, the whole women's division on SmackDown. But um, yeah, I'm not sure where she goes next. By the way, there was this there's r- weird rumor that, not weird, this kind of slightly surprising rumor that Mia Yim was supposed to debut as Mia Yim two weeks ago at the throwback episode of SmackDown. But they had to, they, she was cut due to time that was dedicated to throwback graphics. And then she didn't appear. She didn't appear the week after either. I guess probably because it was a, a go home show. But so she's going to be around. I mean, it, there, there, you know, there's obviously a lot of moving pieces over there. But that was a fantastic match. Setting all that aside, really, really good match. Um, the EST is now two for two in championship matches, uh, being just hold down the fort. Great, I mean, incredible matches for the show. I don't know, man. I thought that was it was really, really good. Both of them. I mean, Bailey's just every time I watch Bailey now, I just am shocked at how good she is. And I know I shouldn't. I'm be. shocked. I'm shocked. She's such a convincing heel. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still shocked at it. Like I, I sh- it shouldn't be. She's been a heel for uh, quite a long time now, and it shouldn't like shock me how good she is at this. But it still does. She always seems to find other levels and find other stories to tell that make you not want to root for her, which I thought at one point was like impossible. Same way I thought of Sami Zayn. I'm like impossible. Same yeah. thing I thought of Dana Bryan. Impossible. Like people love these people too much. Uh, it would never happen. But they're so good at it because they always seem to draw from real life experiences or what would be kayfabe real life experiences. And the Bailey story, I guess, was like, hey, look at you. You're all happy go lucky and you think everybody loves you. But trust me, you know, she's she's that bitter girlfriend. She's that not mm-hmm. she's like the one of your girlfriend's bitter friends. You know what I mean? Like, that's how she felt. Um, that being said, I, I think the story that they told was pretty cool. And with Bianca Belair. I don't see her losing that title for a while, man. No, like, no, I know no, you no. said. I, I mean, even with even with like Bailey, um, the story being told with Bailey, if if she could win, um, just the way that they've been building Bianca is like, there's there's so many big matches you can make with her as the champ, and even some more bites of the apple you could take off with this Bailey uh, program as well. Um, I just think I just think there's they've got a long way to go with her because she just is. She's she's as as like like I said about Roman Reigns earlier in the show. She's hitting on all cylinders, also. But this is kind of like how long it took for Roman to kind of like bring it all together to be like a convincing total package as a world champion. It took a couple like what this is his seventh run as the champ, eighth something Mm -hmm. like that. This is Bianca's first run, and it's like. Bro, she's already got it. Like she's already got the whole, the entire total like mega star package. I don't. She's like she's like a black female Hulk Hogan. Like I don't see her losing for quite some time unless you know something crazy happens and she gets hurt. She's she's got it, bro. She has got it. Oh, I have no doubt about that. And it was really great, man. I mean, this is that that, that was that was well the match of the night if the second best match of the night. Uh, probably, I mean, listen, in the running, obviously, is the next match, the last match we're going to talk about. Lashley retaining over Braun and Drew. Um, 
It was fun, man. I mean, you called it. It was three big dudes, you know, running into each other, and I had a great time. I mean, the the stuff that usually when you when you think when you when you project a match like this, you just think of like it's just like a bunch of bear hugs and just clotheslines and you know hard falls and body slams and stuff like that. For some reason, they decided to go like full like lucha libre in this match and have Braun yeah. Strowman doing like. Fl- like flips yeah. and topes and stuff, but it was great. It was really great. I really enjoyed it. It was such a little fun change of pace. I mean, it messed with our expectations in a really nice way. Lashley retains, and I guess this is as good a time as any to segue into the you know bigger discussion about WWE. I think we all kind of pre- assumed, and even coming out of Sunday, assumed that that Lashley that if Lashley retained, it it would be you know we'd have Drew and and Braun Strowman kind of si- sidelined into their own little feud for a while, and then and then Lashley would move on to somebody else. That may be the case, although it did seem like he and Drew still had beef uh, on Monday Night Raw. A little bit confusing as to where things are going, but the big championship uh, news uh, on the Raw side out of Monday Night was that. Thanks to yeah. Drew. Thanks to Drew, we have somebody. We had the one and only uh, Kofi Kingston pulled an upset win over Bobby Lashley, putting himself theoretically in position for a, a title match. Now he and Woods also have a feud going in the tag team side, so it's a little bit confusing. As it, it's hard to imagine that they'd be doing two different feuds with the same guy. That when that guy is Kofi Kingston, at the, you know, and this is nothing in Kofi Kingston, but the, when you know they only do you only see that kind of stuff and traditionally with like, you know, Shawn Michaels and Diesel or like The Rock, you know, it yeah. was, you know, they would have both those belts around their waist at the same time and two separate feuds going for one pay-per-view. But man, Kofi versus uh, Bobby Lashley had a really good feel to it, didn't it? It really did. It, it, I love, uh, you know, obviously I'm always a big fan of, of Hoss Fest, obviously. But what I love more than a good old Hoss Fest is a good weight class wise David versus Goliath sort of matchups, right? Like the my favorite matches growing up was like Shawn Michaels versus Vader or mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. Bret Hart versus like Yokozuna. You know what I mean? Like those dudes that could kind of bounce off of these big guys and like play some really good come from behind offense and stuff like that. And nobody does better babyface come from behind offense than Kofi Kingston. And well, I've said it 500 times, and I'm just going to keep driving this bad joke home because I actually believe it. 205 Live would have worked, and it's still around, whatever. <laughs> if they if they had just made it 205 and 305 Live, if they just like <laughs> the little guys who can do flips and like Killian Dane and dudes like that, yes. just like smashing them around, like that is a show that every human being would watch. But go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I feel you on that. Those are always my my favorite type of matches, man. Like, and I think. That's why Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler growing up is because he had all these big dudes. So everybody was big dudes back then. He mm-hmm. was the only little guy. So all his matches fucking slapped, right? <laughs> and yep. Like, unless, you know, it wasn't until like his second run when you started seeing him with like guys of his ilk, like the Jerichos yeah. and like, you know, the, the Kurt Angles and like all these people until you really got to see just how like, mag- you know, and Bret Hart, obviously, but like that's when you really got to start to see like, like the magnificence of Shawn Michaels. But I think you start to see the same thing with Kofi Kingston that he's been away from the title scene so long that him going up against a guy like Lashley and winning and you know uh they did the the nice little the subtle nod the subtle nod that they did in the beginning of the match to the Brock Lesnar versus Kofi match 
where he just runs at him, gets smashed, and then gets pinned. <laughs> and then Kofi kicking out of that spine buster, one, two. I was like, okay. Made me pull up my chair and I was like, okay. They're going, they're going, they're they're warming Kofi up to like WrestleMania 35 levels or was it 35 or 34? Whatever. WrestleMania New York levels. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. 35, yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. Uh Kofi man. I don't mind him being in two different, you know, uh, you know, broadcasts or two different programs right now because, you know, with him and especially with the New Day, they are as viable a commodity to WWE as as any big act. You know what I mean? Like they are a huge act, not just a tag team. They're not just they shouldn't just be relegated to like, you know, getting people over and, you know, just doing cool tag matches and holding down the tag team divisions for every show. It's like, no. They've already shown you that they could be in the main event picture and carry it very well and give you all-time great, you know, wrestling moments. And it's good to have that guy in, like, your back pocket, you yeah. know, on your roster with yeah. Kofi, you know? So that but match... It o- but would- it only really works if you give us a hope spot once every... I mean, and I guess him winning over Lashley and Ross, a little bit of that, but you, you gotta get And he beat get- Randy Orton that day, too. So it was like, getting a win over yeah. Randy Orton and Lashley in one night, it's like... If we're doing rankings, I'm sure he should shoot shoot up those rankings for that type of night, you know. So, who knows? Who knows? So, what do you? So, what what, what do you project at our next pay per view? Like, who do you think Lashley is going to be facing at our next show? I think we will get uh, Kofi. I think I think we get Kofi versus Lashley uh, at Hell in a Cell. Um, I think is that a Cell match? Is it a Cell match? I don't know. That's my thing. I think maybe. Maybe making it a cell match is uh, what gives Kofi a good out by losing because he'll put up a valiant effort and, you know, probably take a ri- one risk too many and crash and burn or something. And like, you know, that'll be the end of it. But uh, I don't know. They'll have to do a lot of work to kind of warm up that feud to get it ready for a cell. But I don't see them. I don't see them running back Bobby and Drew one more time for a pay-per-view. I think they've already kind of set the table that Kofi's Kofi's next in line. So this is this is the thing. This is the biggest fa- takeaway from from Backlash that I wanted to talk about. The biggest news coming out of Backlash was that they announced Hell in a Cell would be the next pay-per-view. We all thought it would be, what, Money in the Bank? Like it, it was yeah, not, I thought it was, it was Money not, in the Bank. It was not supposed to be Hell in a Cell. This is big announcement. We're going to have the Cell. It looks like the Cell is going to be the last big show in the uh, Thunderdome. And that's great news. The Cell is awesome. The problem is, at the, the same night that they announced it, they got rid of all of their feuds. They just, like, there's no feuds left. The only feud that they, the only feud that they, like, like reignited or kept going that seems like it's deserving of a cage with Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Right. Which is fine. That would be a fun Hell in a Cell match. I'd look forward to seeing that Hell in a Cell match. But, 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 I mean, what, but neither of our, but, but that leaves both of our champions totally absent anything interesting to do unless Daniel Bryan comes back or we go ahead and push the, we push the play button on the Roman Reigns versus one of the Uso brothers feud. I think that's what they're doing. I think that's what they're doing because that's where we last saw Jimmy Uso. You know, Ray, Jay and Roman had their Hell in a Cell match. And, you know, I think it was I quit or something like that. And then, like, Jimmy got into the cage. And that was the last time we saw Jimmy. Roman put him in the the chokehold and he came back. So maybe, you know, Jimmy plays his cards right. Gasses Roman into a Hell in a Cell match. I think that's probably the way they go. Yeah, okay. I mean, if I had to book, I would do 
that's what I would do on the SmackDown side or the Daniel Bryan. I mean, if Daniel Bryan comes back and he's actually going to be a threat, then that's. I don't a, think he's. I don't. I don't think he's signed, yo. I think he's. No, think he's a shoot free agent right now. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I, there's Dave. Don't quote me on this. I mean, there's a small part of me that think Daniel Bryan shows up somewhere else that's not WWE at least once. Really? Before before he comes, I don't this- know. Don't quote me on this. I don't have no. I don't have any scoops. I will tell you if this was scoops, Kaz. This is not scoops, Kaz. I just got one of those gut feelings that if Daniel Bryan does come back, and when he does, I'm positive we're going to see him somewhere else at least one time before making that return. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad move. For him to kind of do, me that. do do the pre AEW Jericho thing, where he just says, "I'm going to go work Japan. I'm going to do a couple things and be totally upfront and honest with, with Vince about it." But, mo- yeah. but mostly, he's taking the year. Jericho off. even came back after that. Like yeah, Jericho yeah, yeah. did his his shit for a little bit, and then he came back. You know, so it's like I don't see why Daniel Bryan doesn't do that. He strikes just, me as the. He strikes he, me as a guy that has a wrestling itch he needs to scratch. Yeah. That I, I don't think, think I, WWE can I scratch think if, right now. I think if Brian went to Vince and he was like, here are the four matches I want to have over the next year. You're going to, I'm going to leave WWE to do them. You don't have to pay me for a year. And then. And handshake. guess what? By the time I come back, I'll be even, an even fucking bigger deal. Yep. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, then, and pencil me in for the WrestleMania main event because I'm going to be the biggest thing in the world and you'll have me back. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's it. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Speaking of all the other big matches around the world, is it time to pivot off of WWE? We had so much to talk yeah, about. Not much show left. Uh, let me let me let me run through the rest of the world r- right now. Uh, Will Osprey, your uh, New Japan champion, is um, is no longer the champion. He vacated the title because he hurt his neck. Um, not a, we don't we don't talk about NJPW a ton on this show, um, but uh, that's a big loss for them. I mean, and you know, it's not like New Japan is obviously a little bit more real sports about you know, vacating titles than WWE is. They have, you know, you got to be able to show up and defend the belt and they're not going to work, you know, crazy injury angles all the time. But, uh, that's a, that, that's significant stuff. Osprey just was sort of on the way up. I mean, here's the thing, man, he's got, this is not the thing we, I I don't know anything about anything, so I don't want to spread any rumors or whatever, but man, you know, it's like, I don't know if Daniel Bryan, if no one knows if part of Daniel Bryan's, problems before he was cleared to come back had to do with him doing the top rope headbutt but do, but doing a top rope headbutt when you're dealing with just like undiagnosable head issues is just a stupid move right i mean this is like why would you mess around with that and you know will osprey has been doing crazy bumps onto his neck for yeah. the better part of the last well his whole career but like his yeah. whole like the past five years like every time i turn on twitter 
I see Will Ospreay like just like falling 15 feet onto the side of his neck and just like you got at some point at some point it was a, it was a, a time bomb but you hate to see somebody who just hit this moment just like just just hit I mean what wh- how many months are we one month into his cha- his, his IWGP championship run I mean this is this is this is this is his time. So hopefully when he comes back, he'll be a gigantic star too. Um, also, in the the literal literally in the world of professional wrestling, it was announced that Kenny Omega will defend his uh, title at Triple uh, I mean at, at uh, Triple Mania against one and only El Idolo Andrade. Um, that being the Triple A Mega Championship. Sorry. Um, that's gonna be bonkers, man. That's oh, the yeah. match that we were like we were drooling over last week, the week before. I cannot wait to see that match. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't wait on it. I- well, they are gonna wait on. I mean, they're not waiting on announcing it. The match is until August 14th. So, it, the interesting thing there is it kind of gives you an outline of maybe what their the what the what the ADW storyline is gonna look like, right? Because right. I think that it's just based on broad strokes. I think it's you, you start to be able to put the pieces together. That seems like around the time that Omega would start losing these titles if he's going to lose them, right? And so, you know, you start start doing your dry erase board uh, graphing or whatever to figure out where everything else works out. But, um, but man, I, just on, on its own, I can't wait for that match. Um, what else do we got to talk about today? We got So I guess I just talked about AEW, so let's talk about AEW, and then we'll wrap up talking about uh, Drake Wirtz. <laughs> uh, the big news from the AEW world, by the way, coming off a hell of an episode of Dynamite last night. I mean, just I, I, every, every, I think every segment of the show I marked. Let's talk about that on the podcast, and then I said, no, 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 let's talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the big news coming out of AEW. They are the expanding. Yep. They're going to move to TBS next year, but before they actually pull the trigger on that, they're taking on a second TNT show Friday nights, a one-hour show running right after SmackDown from ten to eleven. Uh, there was a quote from Tony Khan, I think on Busted Open Radio, where he said, you know, they asked me if I wanted a third hour of Dynamite, and I said, I really believe in two nights. Thank God we don't need another three-hour wrestling show. It's very true. Yeah. I think he was probably too polite to say that. The fact that they're also sort of getting out of WWE's way, but still moving on to Friday nights is an interesting thing. We'll see how, you know, I'm sure it'll be a little bit apples, a little bit closer to apples to apples to compare the ratings when they're on Friday nights. Um, more like, you know, apples to crab apples or something, but, um, <laughs> but that's really, really cool for them. There was a word from what PW insider that said that AEW is receiving in the area of an eight figure payday from Warner media, nice. um, which could, obviously there's a big difference between one end of eight figures and the other end of eight figures. But, um, that's great news for them, especially think about how far they've come in what a year when they were basically when you know they signed a pretty bare bones deal to to go on TV at the beginning. I mean, this is amazing, it's still amazing. amazing stuff for them. It's still it's still amazing that there's another North American successful pro wrestling company that's not owned by Vince McMahon. Like, allow me to measure success. There's a lot of yeah. ways you can measure success. One is Warner Media is paying you that kind of money. By the way, what do I mean is paying you that kind of money, uh, you know, at the same time that they're they're uh, being spun off from their parent company. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different financial things going on at the same time, but right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great sign. Another way you can measure success is when, you know, just a regular old wrestling nerd like me watches Dynamite and mistakenly thinks that 
Double or Nothing is this coming Sunday because <laughs> because the episode of Dynamite a week and a half out is the better is a better go home show than WWE has done in five years. Like, yeah. like I am I yeah. am every single match that's going to be on Double or Nothing was was set up so perfectly on Dynamite yesterday that I would that I was just like, all right, show me Double or Nothing right now. I'll take yeah. it. Like you don't need to do anything else, man. We got Sting. I'll, I'll, Sting is wrestling. Anthony Agogo <laughs> is a just a badass. Uh, like what? Like, like oh, they we we set up our TNT title the feud Bucks, right there. The Bucks versus uh Mox and Kingston. They did the I'm entire Mox and Kingston storyline in one night. Mox and in Kingston had <laughs> Mox and Kingston had one of my favorite just like bell to bell or like you know start to finish story like TV show storylines I've seen in a while. They would come in to Wild Thing. You know yeah. they 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 get in the ring against the acclaimed. Who, by the way, we were talking about good heels. The, the, some of the good heels in WWE a second ago. Yeah, you know, their freestyles. But Shout like to be, to but to, that, that was great. But was to great. be able to the the freestyle thing took me a minute because I'm like, you know, I lived through John Cena. I don't need I, I don't need this to <laughs> I don't need this to be a part of my. Hey, a lot my of us like John Cena those days. All right, a lot of us like that shit. <laughs> uh, I now I hope Max Caster just does John Cena shtick to mess with WWE. <laughs> like I hope I hope he pulls out I hope he pulls out like the airplane bag of nuts and waves them at the camera <laughs> uh, at some point just to just to do a bad D's nuts joke. But that said, to be that to be to have that personality is not just the rap. It's when it's when Bowens gets in the ring and screams AEW and got and gets clocked in the face by John Moxley. The fact that they set that up over the course of months and it finally <laughs> paid off with them getting punched in the face. Um, all of that and then have them be good wrestlers in the ring. That's what's sorely missing from WWE at times, right? To be like the irritating heel, but to also be good at your job is really, really good. But anyway, you're right. The, the oral sessions joke, the punch in the face. Then later on, when they came in and they did the dueling sleeper holds on the young bucks, when Kingston stole Matt Jackson's shoes like and shoes. socks, took like a socks. Words of Patrice O'Neill: Take a socks, take a socks. <laughs> Kingston had a smile on his face, like he was like say, like he was like hearing Patrice O'Neill in his head as he was doing it. <laughs> Oh man, that was so much fun. That was so I love much how, fun. It's weird. It's weird how like on certain for certain wrestling shows, like for WWE, if they like set up and announced a tag team title match in one night, it'd be like, oh man, they didn't do they're rushing this. They didn't but AEW does it, and I'm just like, that nah, just felt good. This is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. It just lets me know that like everything is everything is 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 I guess an acquired taste, right? Like uh I like that. I like that they announced the match literally right after each segment, like right after the attack happens. Oh, Tony Khan is hitting me right now. They got the graphic ready already, <laughs> like super quick. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm cool with that. Like, just just give me the matches I want to see. Give me a reason to why they want to fight. And I'll be all right. It doesn't matter. You don't got to drag it out for four or five months. You don't got to drag it out for a day. Sometimes the shit works. Sometimes it doesn't. AEW, it worked last night. And I'm excited for Double or Nothing, man. They've already established Double or Nothing as the pay-per-view where shit happens, right, in the past couple of years. So uh, aside from the announced shows and the announced matches, 
You know, there's an opportunity the, with the with the was it the casino battle royal, or whatever. You know, with that, there's the opportunity for surprises. And well, they they have one big question mark in that match. Christian Cage is in that match, and he had, he looked he looked really good last night too. Yeah. Um, the fact that they haven't given Christian anything else super to do gives you the vibe that maybe he'll win that battle royal. But they do always do good surprises in that. The other big the other big thing that I'm watching for double or nothing outside of obviously this, the made the matches are all going to be good. Um, and there's a lot of storylines are pushing, but the subtle thing, the other other quiet thing I'm watching is is Hangman Page. They've done a pretty admirable job of like pausing him for the entire coronavirus. Like, <laughs> I, I I mean, I honestly think it was a conscious decision that like we're gonna save Adam Page's. We're we're just gonna put his like the giant crowd pop he's gonna get when he makes his when he has his big moment. We're gonna put that in our back pocket. They've been really good at tabling things since the beginning of this company. And I think that they've deliberately slow walked him because they want him to be a live crowd phenom. They want him to earn it. You know, they want him to be to have the moments. And it was it's fun watching him come out and hand Ricky Starks, who, by the way, is an epic performer, way better than I thought he was gonna be in his own right. Let's give him the crew. Like, forget Taz. You know, he's he's amazing in that suit. But it's fun to watch Hangman hand him his beer and come out and kind of, you know, help out a well, a mutual someone with mutual enemies, but um, I look for him. This I, I look for that match with with Page and Cage to to get a good spot at Double or Nothing, and 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 I think the Adam Page thing might might kind of be back on the front burner before too long. That's just a guess, but I, I love the guy and love that AEW has the bandwidth to not push everybody to the moon at the same time. But it's but but you know it's time with him so. Uh, and and now the crowds are coming back, and I think I, I think I hope that's what they've been waiting for. I think he's going to be the guy. I think he's definitely going to be the guy eventually. Not right now, but I think he'll be the dude that's that's holding that title once it's all said and done. Eventually, I just don't think there's. I mean, I, honestly, if you look at where he was before AEW and where he is now, he is the only person that's kind of plateaued. You know, I mean, there there are certainly moments where it looked like Omega was was underachieving and you know, the Bucks were whatever. Yeah. But like, but Hangman Page is, um, I mean, frankly, if you like just looked at Hangman Page's AEW career on paper, you might be forgiven to say he should have gone to WWE. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not making that case, but if you just look at it, look at the Wikipedia page, you might just be like, you know, like he's got a look, man. He might be like tearing it up on like raw or SmackDown right now. And you know, he might be getting main event matches. I think that the answer is, he knows there's something bigger and better in store for him, you know, in AEW. And if you had the if you had the if you had the pockets, right? If you had the if you had the money, who would be that yeah. first AEW guy you would want to cross that line? Like, who would you sign that check to? If I had a if, if it was like money, but a magical checkbook that could get somebody out of contracts. Yeah, stuff? like who do you think is the guy that's best suited to? I mean, we've already seen a, a bunch of guys go from WWE to AEW. Who's the guy that's best suited to jump from do the do the opposite jump? Do you think? And you're talking about, I mean, does it, this is main roster, not NXT. Main right? roster, Ra- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, aside from the guys who've already been in WWE, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who, who would be besides Hangman. I got two. I got two names. I, I got, I was going to say, okay, here, I'll just one wild card. If okay. when you, when you say you, you're talking to me, but if you're talking to like 
Vince McMahon or some right. of the, some of the people in okay, talent so relations. Okay, so think like Vince. Think like Vince. Who's the guy? Who who you got? Who's the guy? If if you have the talent relations hat on and like you got to work for Vince, who's the one dude that you look over there? And be like, yo, let's grab him. Up. Anthony Agogo is already at Vince's pool <laughs> with his feet in the water. <laughs> no, I mean, I you know, there's there's a lot of dudes who I think would probably get a look. I mean, coming from like, I mean, like obviously all the big guys over there. Anybody that's you know got any size, I think. Who's probably going to get a good look from them? But I don't know. Who do you think besides Hangman? I mean, you could you know, listen. I could I could explain to you why I think like Ethan Page would be a great get, you know. But like you know, Scorpio Sky said, but like I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know. I was thinking. I, I would think like maybe like like MJF. You know. What oh I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I, think, I don't even know why I didn't think of him. I'm look. I'm staring right at the word pinnacle. Yeah, yeah MJF. I, MJF would be a million bucks, man. Yeah, like if I'm Vince, if I'm somebody, if I really want to make a make a splash and get one of those guys is just from the combination of all of his talents and his youth and you know everything that that company's kind of given him if i really want to stick it to him that's the guy i overpay that's the guy I like <laughs> that's the guy i get my george steinbrenner on why i pay this dude a hundred million dollars to come here just so the boston red sox don't get him right mm-hmm. like that's who i go after him and like Britt baker Burt Baker's another person. I'm like, you know what? You yeah. give that person a I'd big say, check and you have her debut yeah, you're, on you're, SmackDown that Friday. You're absolutely right. Um, and I don't even think that's controversial. MJF, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Britt Baker. I mean, those are the ones who you would just, it'd be really easy to book into stardom over there. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, I think that there's some, you know, I think that there's a couple of the big dudes who would get pretty, would, would get a lot of runway over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, fantastic episode AEW. Fantastic week. Good congratulations. Everything else. Um. Before we get out of here, we got to talk about these NXT cuts. You know, when the WWE layoffs happen every year or releases, I guess WWE releases happen every year. Uh, it's a sad day. But I got to tell you, I I'm always a little bit shocked that it seems like NXT is sort of sheltered from that for the most part. And part of me thinks it's just happening on the down low and like they're letting people go that like we haven't even heard of and it's not that big of a deal and whatever they're just they're they're their own ways to sort of or maybe they're just i mean honestly maybe that nxt talent on the lower levels isn't even making enough money to that it's worth releasing anybody you know but like uh it is sad to see some people go um we got a, a list of people most of these i think most of this news was broken by sean ross sap over at fightful one of the great young minds of Wrestling journalism. Uh, so here's his list. Vanessa Bourne, uh, Jay, referee Jake Clemens, Kavadi Devi, Jessamyn Duke, who is you know obviously known as one of the uh, Ronda Rousey's four horsewomen of the octagon. Uh, Ezra Judge, who was rumored to be part of that new like Diamond Mine stable, is a little bit interesting. Skylar Story, who uh, I know very little about, although the kind of timeline on her is kind of surprising you know they hired and let go with very little in between alexander wolf who was obviously a uh well-known name from the nxt and wwe mid-card sanity and uh, and, and imperium yes yeah and referee drake words we'll talk about drake in just a sec but um it's all it's it's all sad thankfully most of these people are popping up on twitter already getting you know independent bookings and already you know or at least just kind of being generally positive you know there's 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 little stories and stuff you've heard about all of them along the way um but you know these things are bound to happen and it sucks and um 
I, my guess is that none of the people who were affected here were, were totally shocked, except for possibly our guy Drake Wirtz, although he shouldn't have been shocked. Um, the stories, oh my God, this, this, the stories that everybody was sitting on about Drake Wirtz because they couldn't source them out, but now they're sort of out there in the, in the you know, out there forever for all to see. Sean Rossap reported a bunch of this on Fightful. David Bixenspan, who's been covering a lot of the Drake Wirtz stuff um, really well, has you know, commented on it, uh, kind of confirmed a lot of the stories. I don't even know what to say. We've stayed away mostly from this conversation because it's like, it's just a sad guy with really bad politics or religion or something is going in a really uncomfortable mental direction. The things I heard about him uh, obviously were never good to me. Um, so, I mean, I could care less that he he, he was let go. Um, you know, I heard uh, things like him walking out, fr- frustratingly walking out of uh, a meeting about diversity, which was reported. It wasn't just a meeting about diversity. It was a meeting about specifically Triple H talking about Black Lives Matter and um, religion, saying people of all religions are, should be welcomed. You know, something that should be as Americans, as citizens of this country, should be something that goes without saying. All right. And you got somebody who is hired by the company to, you know, and, and especially in the world of professional wrestling where safety is so paramount and important and trusting that person that you're in the ring with or trusting that person that you're 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 doing a match with to to you know look out for your safety, to protect you, to Make sure everything goes right. And I'm not going to, you know, imply that that ever impaired, you know, Drake's ability to do his job. I mean, he's refereed some of the greatest NXT matches ever. But it's impossible for me if I'm a talent and I see you on videos crying about QAnon and crying about, you know, why you think, you know, what Black Lives Matter has to do with, like, child be, kid being abducted and all these horrible things that are just down a, an incredibly crazy a, a rabbit hole of just misinformation that a lot of the country has suffered from for the past several years that has not not and we're not like making it up like oh it could be the cause of some stuff like no we've already seen we've already seen like the results and 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 the and what happens when this incredible misinformation spreads? Like we saw an, a, an attack on our own capital. People's lives are in danger, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the same sort of thinking and rhetoric. And I'm supposed to get in the ring with somebody who believes this type of stuff that that is supposed to, you know, protect me to make sure I can get home to my family so I can feed my kids and all that type of stuff. And, and for it to have taken as much as it took for people to be like, you know, it's not worth this shit anymore. You know what I mean? Listen, believe what you want to believe. It is a free country. You're allowed to do all that. But when it gets in the way of possibly my rights to live and make a living and yeah. protect myself, that's when it's a problem. That's well, when it's a problem. So, I mean, you know what? I hope he's all right. I mean, whatever. You know, I'm. Pr- you know, it is what it is, man. That's all I got to say about that. It is what it is. Here's the thing, and I totally agree with you. You said that you didn't have any reason to believe that any of this came into play in his refereeing matches, and and and, uh, and clearly, to make it clear, I don't either. But in a business where 
everybody in the ring has everybody else's life in their hands. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go, sometimes it's not just the track record. You know, sometimes you, if, if the other people in the ring have reason to question, then that's as, almost as big of a problem as if you actually are not doing your job right, right? That, like they're, they're, that even small hesitation of thought can cause you an injury, can cause you to fuck up, like to cause you a lot of things. Like that shouldn't be something that's in somebody's head. Like you already got a million other things to worry about yeah. when you're trying to exactly. put together something. And that's the kind of the same point that you're making in a bigger way is that, listen, I don't, I think that probably a lot of the reason why, after all this stuff, why he wasn't fired sooner probably has a lot more to do with HR than anything else. There's a lot of people who are out there like, you know, asking out loud what took him so long if all this stuff is true. I think that if anybody that's ever worked in a big company before, you know this. When people actually become problems in the way that it seems like Drake Wirtz was a problem, it it suddenly becomes a lot harder to fire somebody, right? I mean, because you start having to jump, like, like really make this to the letter, jump through a lot of hoops, make this a real, it's just not, you know, Mid-South Wrestling in 1979 where you can just be like, hit the bricks, br brother, you know, like, we'll see, you know, just get the hell out of here. They actually had to probably go through a lot of like real, you know, careful legal stuff to fire him after all the stuff that he started doing. But that, it's an HR issue in kind of a bigger sense too. And it's the same, it's, it's related to the stuff in the ring. You don't want to be around these people as a coworker. You don't want to be around somebody like that. It's not just somebody with different ideas. It's somebody who like actively exhibits disdain for something that makes you who you are like nobody should have to and this wasn't an issue of like he goes to a church i don't like this was an issue of him making this stuff clear making this a part of his everyday interactions with people you know and obviously making it a part of his public persona and you know you know you can make the case that this is you, you take somebody like that and put him in a rubber room or give him an office job or, you know, just do, and I don't mean a rubber room like he's crazy. I mean, like what they do with teachers in New York City schools when they can't fire them. But the dude needed to go and he definitely didn't, and regardless, he definitely didn't need to be around people anymore, at least not the people he was working with. Yeah. Apparently somebody almost beat him up. I think Ezra Judge, I think. Who got, who got <laughs> let go too. And I don't know if those yeah. two things are connected, but. Well, I was told it was him. I was told it was, he was, he was ready to put hands on dude and um you know that's almost unfair too i mean because it's like I, man we could we could talk about this for days but all i'm saying is it's you know it is a free country yes it is you know freedom of thought religion speech believe what you want to believe all that type of stuff 100 believe that and will always believe that but it's when you when you're when your thoughts and your beliefs start to infringe on my right to live and my right to you know, take care of my family, take care of myself. That's when we got a problem. So I mean, yeah, we've got we've just come off a period of our world and nation's history where a lot of people went down. Are we still rabbit. in it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but a lot a lot of people have, especially through COVID, have like seen people they know go down weird internet rabbit holes, is changing and and become politically and in a lot of different ways. People they didn't that, that your own family doesn't recognize. It does seem like this has been the case. With Drake Wirtz, a lot of his closest confidants and people that he, you know, had great relationship with have felt really ostracized from and don't know who they're looking at anymore. And, you know, it's our temptation to help people like that when they're in our own lives or, or, or we feel like that's necessary. And there's a point where you got to cut bait, you know, and WWE's cut bait with Drake Wirtz. And they've cut bait with people for less. 
I'll put it that way. Yeah, and I don't feel like it's too controversial a thing to say that, uh, well, just say good riddance to the guy. Hey. Anyway, next week, we're going to be right back here doing an official preview of AEW Double or Nothing, and my guess is we're going to be really excited about it. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any other secret news you want to pass? This this is the this is the uh, Kaz dumps the notebook and tells us everything that he's heard from people that he can't say. Section of the show. Anything else going on? <laughs> uh, not off the top of my head, no. But I'm sure we will have something next week. <laughs> I love the teaser. Yes. Uh, you want to get your you want to get your plugs in. Yes, make sure you tune in to Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie everywhere you stream platforms every Monday on youtube.com slash Kazim. And check me out as the Knicks start their playoff run uh, this weekend. Catch me on after every Knicks playoff game on MSG PM, on MSG Networks, Fubo, or the MSG Go app. And uh, I think that is it. That is it. <laughs> you can hear me here. You can hear me on the press box. You can look at the beautiful artwork on theringer.com and give me an imaginary pat on the back. I'll give you a pat on the pat, buddy. But most importantly, thank you guys for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace. Tony Schiavone here on the Mass Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 